We depend on it. He's the most connected man in Washington. WSB's Jamie Dupree. He's on every day with Herman Cain. 1106 AM every day. Sponsored by Charter Communications on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. We are America. One voice, united we stand. And to all of the naysayers, and to all of those that would like to destroy the future of the greatest country in the world, our message to them is the same as my grandfather's. Them that's going, get on the wagon. Them that ain't, get out of the way. Herman Cain. Herman Cain. Solutions for a better America. This is your host, Herman Cain. Thank you for joining us because we're going to tell you the truth. We're going to give you the facts because we want you to be better informed to help build this better America. Breaking news, breaking news every day with Herman Cain and the most connected man in Washington, Jamie Dupree. Hello, Jamie. Welcome. Hey, Herman. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Let's start with the budget battle fight that is about to come about. Yeah, tomorrow the uh, the House and Senate budget committees run by Republicans will unveil what's known as the budget resolution. I hate to get too much into the weeds on this, but it is a non-binding budget outline, budget framework, budget blueprint, whatever term you want to use. I was walking in this morning with one of the AP writers, and we were joking about which uh, uh, thing he liked to use. He said blueprint is his favorite. And so remember that when this rolls out this week, it won't have all the details in there. It's just Sort of the top line number, some of the ideas on what they want to do, but then they'd spend the rest of the year filling in those details as exactly how they would do it. Now, here's one problem, one of many for Republicans, really, is there's a lot of Republicans that would like to spend more money on defense. And there's a number of them who said they won't vote for a bill, or they won't vote for a budget resolution that sort of hews to the same uh, sequester numbers that are there. Instead, they want to raise it by 38 or even more billion dollars a year. But that doesn't seem to be, at this point in time, going to be a part of the Republican plans. So there's an outside chance that maybe next week they won't be able to approve in the House and or Senate a plan on the budget resolution. So a lot more drama inside the GOP going on. We'll see how it goes over the next few days. Well, that's that's where they have got to get that act together. Uh, and because if they don't get the act together, we're going to end up with nothing. Yeah, uh, you know, and again, this is a non-binding document, so it's not like this is the last thing. But obviously, uh, for Democrats, you know, remember, both sides, it, regardless of whose idea the sequestration was, both sides agreed to it in uh, approving that. And so if to get out of it, you, what you probably have to have is a deal that increases defense spending and increases domestic spending. Because obviously the Democrats going to say the only way they'll sign off on more defense spending is if you add some on the other side. I, obviously, that's, some, that's a deal that not many Republicans want to take. Frankly, there's a lot of Democrats who don't want to take a deal that raises defense spending at all. So it's going to be some in, an interesting time again for the GOP leadership because, obviously, they've got some internal fights out there. There's a guy named Mike Turner, a Republican from the Miami Valley in Dayton, Ohio, who's been leading a big group of lawmakers in saying they won't vote for anything that has a smaller defense number in it. So we'll see what happens in coming days. Well, we need to know who these lawmakers are because... I would rather see them get something done. Now, 
with reconciliation work in this case, according to the Warren report, it says that if the House and the Senate are able to agree on a budget, they can use reconciliation in order to be able to pass it and put it on President Obama's desk. Is that true? The, under, uh, the only way you can get uh, to reconciliation is to approve the budget resolution, the same plan in both the House and Senate. Remember, the budget resolution does not need to be approved by the president. It's a non-binding document, but it then can set the reconciliation uh, measure into, uh, uh, into, into motion, which allows you to get a plan through the, the Senate without having to worry about a filibuster. Some Republicans would like to use that as an effort to repeal the Obama health law. Other Republicans would like to use it as a vehicle for uh, reform of the at least the corporate tax code, if not the individual tax code as well. So there's even competing interest there as to how you would use reconciliation and what it would be employed for. Got we'll it. find out the details of what they want to do tomorrow when they roll out those plans. Okay. Now, would you say that this fight is a bigger fight than the executive immigration action fight? Which fight? The budget? Budget fight. Well, I mean, you know, it's it's a big fight because, for example, I bet you tomorrow when the details come out and the, the Republicans say that they're going to balance the budget in 10 years, which is what we've been hearing, there will be a bunch of Republicans that will say, 10 years? I ain't waiting 10 years. Let's balance that budget by next year. And there'll be a lot of other Republicans say, well, you can't do that. The numbers, you can't come down that quickly from almost $500 billion a year to zero. So, yeah, within Republican circles it might be, but for a lot of Republicans, there's a lot more interest in that immigration fight. Where we stand there, there's another week or so in which uh, all sides have to get their briefs into the Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals on that emergency request by the administration for a stay of that judge's injunction. Right. There's going to be a hearing on Thursday in uh, the federal district court down in, in Texas on, his, on the request for a stay and, and the question of did the administration jump the gun and start handing out these extra uh, plans to, to people here illegally before they were supposed to. So, yeah, that, that issue is still out there. Is one bigger than the other? I don't know. I'd, I'd sort of think that immigration is the bigger hot button right now than just sort of the, the, the same old budget fight. So the appeals court is going to hear the administration's appeal or what? They're going to hear the administration's request to lift the injunction, but it's not clear if they're going to act on that or, you know, keep the, the president's executive actions on hold. They did not give in to the administration's demand for a real swift, expedited uh, review. I think they gave uh, all sides uh, until next Monday to file their briefs. And then uh, I would assume that they're going to have a hearing sometime in April or something like that. So it's not a fast-paced kind of thing. And obviously, what, it's been, it's a month today that the judge came down with his ruling that put the president's executive actions on hold. You would think relative to the budget that some people would be in favor of closing some military bases, but probably lawmakers don't want them closed in their district because of the economic impact. Yep, uh, right? I, wrote a, I wrote a story about that on my blog today, jamiedupree.com, and that's, uh, look, the Pentagon has been asking uh, for about 10 years now for renewed authority to close down military bases and have one of these base closure commissions to look at it. For example, recent study at the Air Force, they found that they have an excess of installations of 30% right now. The Army has an excess that's nearing 20%. Now, why is that? The force structure is shrank, so you have fewer people. You don't need as much in terms of your, your infrastructure, and so they'd like to close things down. But obviously, there's a lot of members of, whoa, 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 hold on a second. I like the idea of us saving money, but you can't close that base in my uh, state or my district. There's a lot of jobs tied to that, or, you know, they got some important planes there. Yeah, but we'd like to move those planes. So, whoa, wait a second. You can't do that. So, no, I don't sense in the two hearings that I listened to so far this year on the idea of the Pentagon getting the authorization for another round of base closures, I don't see it happening. There was one Republican, a guy named Jeff Fortenberry from Nebraska, who told the Pentagon, maybe you need to re sort of recharacterize this and call this a way 
way to save money, uh, sort of the uh, uh, Military Infrastructure Savings Commission, something like that, to reframe the debate, close yours down, and that's one reason the Congress has stayed away from it. They still have a bad taste in their mouth from the round back in 2005. Now, how many years have you been in Washington covering Washington, D.C.? Uh, covering politics, I started in 86. I had okay. my first job up here in 1980 uh, right. in the halls of Congress. So, a few. As a point of reference, 86 was when I went to Godfathers as its president and CEO. So you started in Washington in 86. I, I took a major leap in my business career. Now, here's my question. You've been around since 86. Has this issue of paying dead people benefits <laughs> been around since then and has only gotten worse yeah, since I, you've seen it? I'd have to say that most of the problems have been around forever and, and one of the big problems that the Social Security Administration has, and there's going to be a hearing on it today, is the issue of uh, updating their master death list. Let's say somebody dies for whatever reason that gets sent to the officials at the Social Security Administration and then it doesn't get put on the big list or sometimes it does but for example there's a report out on Friday afternoon where it talked about how uh, benefits keep flowing via direct deposit to people even though they died even though their name is on the death list and the money keeps getting sent out and the Social Security Administration really rarely goes out there and tries to get it back yeah. Then we have the issue of that other report from uh, recently where you have, what, six and a half million active Social Security numbers of people who are 112 years old or older. So, of course, you've got to figure all of them are probably long gone. And, yeah, that's, it's been a big problem where the, the, the machinations inside the Social Security Administration, they just don't seem to nail down those numbers and to hold back on what's obviously a big opportunity for fraud and more. Uh, huge opportunity. Yep. Well, the, the, thing, the thing that occurs to me, because I saw the 60 Minutes report on this very topic <laughs> yesterday, and that was... It was even sad that there was a lady that they featured who's alive, yeah. and she was trying to prove that she wasn't yep. dead. Oh, yeah. And her benefits have been cut off. But uh, it appears as if you know, some common sense has got to prevail at some point relative to this kind of stuff. Unfortunately, Herman, the size, the, uh, the size of the machinery involved has always lent itself to what? Red tape, bureaucratic messiness. Uh, I think that's that's been around whether it was 1986 or 1886. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, that that's a, a crusade and an effort that could be led by an administration to clean that up, but it's, you know, it just sort of gets lost. They try here and there, and then they move on. We forget. Another report comes out like this one, and everybody gets up in arms again. Instead of chasing fraud, they're chasing emails. I'm just saying. Uh, you know, they're still <laughs> trying to figure out how best to save emails, my friend. Thank you, Jamie. See you, Herman. You're listening to the Herman Cain Show. Breaking news, experience, and insight. Herman Cain brings it to you every day, every day. on the radio and at HermanCain.com. Well, I don't think they're using enough common sense to weed out those that are dead and still getting benefits. 